Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we return to our study of Paul's epistle to the Ephesians. Our study this week is in regard to one verse, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, which reads, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. Please follow along with Pastor Jim as he explains the Christian concept of forgiveness in today's slice of this week's message entitled, Kind, Tender-Hearted, Forgiving. Well, come with me to Ephesians chapter 4. It will be our last stop in that chapter as we make our way through the book of Ephesians. We're in the second half of the book. The first half is primarily the doctrine of who you are in Jesus Christ. The second half is primarily what to do about who you are in Christ. And we've been studying the the theme of chapter 4, the walk of the new man. And we wrap this up today with a command concerning forgiveness. Now I'm going to use Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32 as headquarters this morning. We're going to interpret that verse in its context and then we're going to dig deeper into the subject of forgiveness. I have a three-point outline for you just so you know that it's a sermon, even though it's only one verse and that's only one of the points. But we're going to consider forgiveness by looking at Ephesians 4.32, which is the pattern. Then we'll go to Matthew 18 and we'll see the parable about forgiveness and we'll conclude with the principles from these things for your life. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, let's jump right in. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. Now, technically speaking, this is not a command to forgive. The command, the imperative in this verse is be kind. And then Paul elaborates on what he means by being kind, which has to do with tenderheartedness and forgiveness. Now, this word kind, interesting Greek word, that literally means pleasant or easy. Jesus used that word in in Matthew chapter 11, verse 30. That's where He said, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For then He says, my yoke is easy. Now, translating it kind here, is the choice of every uh, English translation that I checked, but that's pretty contextually specific. He wants us to be kind to one another, treat each other in a manner that is uh, pleasant or easy. There's also the little word be, and it's not insignificant. It's the Greek word that literally means to become or to arise or to come on, as you say, I, I, I planted my tomatoes and now the, the blossoms have come on. That's it's something that arises from, uh, from a source. In our 
uh, daily studies in the Gospel of John. We are about to get to John chapter 15, verse 8. And there's an, uh, an identical use of the word in John 15, 8 that I think will help you see what Ephesians 4.32 means. In John 15.8, Jesus says, My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit, and so, the translation says, prove to be my disciples. Literally, and so become my disciples, or so be my disciples. And the sense is, by what you do, you prove who you are. And in Ephesians 4.32, it's prove to be kind to one another, by how you treat one another. And there's yet another wrinkle that helps you see this verse in its context. There's a little conjunction that for some reason most English translations don't reflect here, and I don't know why. It's the the conjunction that can be translated either and or but. It's kind of a hybrid, but is a clear contrast and is a direct connection. This one's kind of a, of a half-breed. It shows a connection and a distinction. And it is at the beginning of this verse. So I like the way the, the New Legacy Standard Bible renders it. They said it this way. Um, yeah, there we go. Um, no, they didn't. I didn't. Well, they did. I just didn't put it on the slide. The Legacy Standard translation says, instead be kind to one another, tenderhearted, graciously forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has graciously forgiven you. I like the instead because it contrasts to what came right before this. Remember where we left off last week? An ugly verse, verse 31, and there's an important distinction to verse 32. Verse 31 is, let all, and here's the ugly list, Bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Instead, be kind. When those things are bubbling up inside you, stop. Put them away. Don't don't let them out. Instead, be kind. Now, I want to remind you that this this paragraph, this whole section, Ephesians, um, well, all of Ephesians chapter 4, is not telling you how to become a Christian. It's not telling you how to make God like you and accept you because of how moralistic you are. This is describing the walk of the new man, not how to become a Christian, but how to live because you are a Christian. If you've been made new by faith in Jesus Christ, you will want to strip away the the filthy things of your old ways of living according to the flesh. And you know those things are all too easy to show up in your life even now as you battle against the flesh. You'll want to put away all of those things there in verse 31. Bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, slander, along with malice. You'll want to get rid of those and you'll want to prove yourself to be kind to one another in the body of Christ. You'll want the life of Christ to show itself in the way that you behave, or you might say, and so prove to be His disciples. Now, look at the uh, uh, elaborations that are attached to be kind. First, he says, tender-hearted. It's a, that, that's a picturesque word. There's a root word there, 
It was one of those Greek words that when I was memorizing the vocabulary of the New Testament, this one, this one stuck in my head because it's so descriptive. It's a really ugly sounding word, splonknon, okay? And it means internal organs. Oh, officer, it was so ugly. His splonknon was just everywhere. You can remember that word, right? Now, why would that be here in telling you to be kind? Well, that word is used as a metaphor for uh, your feelings and the feelings themselves. Think of um, your guts and how, it, how, how they churn when you're upset, when you're distressed. Think of your, your, your gut reactions. Well, the word tenderhearted is that word for your guts or your gut reactions with the prefix E-U, you, good. So, good-guttedness. Show the right kind of gut reactions to one another. Do the kind of things that show that you have compassion for others and that you want good for other people. And then, the next elaboration is the essence of this verse. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. The word that's translated forgiving here is a word that means to give freely, to bestow something. You're giving it away. There's there's not a price. There's another New Testament word that is more often, occurs more often, and is usually translated forgive, and it connotes a little bit different nuance. That word means to let go of, to send away. It's used for releasing someone from a debt, and I'll show you a place where um, that's used later in the sermon. And you give up your right to restitution. You give up your right to take revenge. And therein is a big part of the definition of forgiveness. Forgiveness is the cancellation of a debt owed by the offender, the sinner, to the offended one, the one who is sinned against. Listen to that again. Forgiveness is the cancellation of a debt owed by the sinner to the one sinned against. Now, our verse here, 432, is clear that what God did for us in Christ is the pattern He expects us to follow for forgiving. Christ forgives as soon as you ask for it, and He took all the punishment for your wrongdoing. He absorbed it. The the transaction of forgiveness that brought you salvation in Christ took place when you acknowledged your sin, and only then. Now, how has Christ forgiven you? Well, freely. He doesn't forgive you once you've made it up to Him. He forgives you freely at His expense. If you could make up for your sin, you wouldn't need forgiveness. You would deserve a merit badge. And that's antithetical to Christianity. He forgives the instant you acknowledge your sin and declare that you are willing to receive the free gift of salvation, eternal life, that He gives you. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.